Welcome to the Weekly Trend, a podcast for navigating the markets through the lens of technical analysis. The Weekly Trend podcast is provided for educational purposes only and does not constitute any professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the information or content without first seeking advice from a registered financial planner. Welcome to the panel discussion on the Adaptive Investment uh, Management System. Uh, You've just heard David give uh, a great presentation on uh, what's happening in the markets, uh, adaptive, and how that's mitigated risk. And so now we're going to take some time and talk with two smart guys, David being one of them. Ian McMillan joins us. Welcome, gentlemen. I don't know about that, but thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. And so, uh, Ian, it's great to have you in town. I know we've done this when you're... uh, you're in Virginia, but it's great to have you in town for uh, enjoying the good weather. Enjoying yeah, the good absolutely. weather we have here. Nine in, uh, degrees. <laughs> hater guy. On the ground. Hater guy. Yeah. Hater guy. We love it. <laughs> love it. So I want to start off uh, with a couple questions uh, for each of you. Ian, I want to start with you. And uh, it's this time of year. There's a lot of data. There's a lot of analytics. And a lot of people are wondering who's going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think uh, at least my emotional analytics are cheering for the Chiefs. So you I'll got to. That, that. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, the 49ers will be tough. I think it's gonna be. I for someone who's like watching the game, like, and I don't like really have skin in the game either team. I think it's just awesome to have. I think it's gonna be a great game. I think it's gonna be the beginning of a new era. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, 49ers, Chiefs, yeah, Ravens. I think true. that these young quarterbacks, I think we're starting to see the ushering in of mm-hmm. the next round of... Well, and don't forget about Deshaun. I mean, they were up 24. Yeah. So, I mean, that guy's Deshaun, still, the Texans oh, are right. going to continue to be good. It's just, it's going to be amazing because, I mean, we all know Pat Mahomes. It's a quarterback league. He's amazing. Lamar At the same is, time, Jimmy's. I mean, Jimmy's what throwing the ball fourteen times in the last two. <laughs> yeah, years. right, right. That's the funny thing, right? There's all these quarterbacks in the AFC right now. They're young and up and coming. And AFC, you're like, you're kind of waiting for the next dude, right? And uh, we'll see who shows up over time, but I'm not sure. I'm well, not sure. And it's kind of funny to listen. You know, we talk about the difference between pundits and professionals, but it's just funny to listen to people now starting to take notice of the San Francisco's offensive line. It's like this is what they've been doing all year. Yeah, right. They just been hammering people. people so that's saying, be... "Oh, I knew the Patriots shouldn't have traded Jimmy Garoppolo." It's oh, like, yeah, wow. Well, okay. okay. Hindsight bias. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be. It's gonna be a great game. I. It'll be interesting to see if Sam Fran can keep, Pat Mahomes off the field. Because that's what it's gonna be, right? If you can run the ball at the Chiefs. And that's keep what Pat the, they tried to do field, with Henry, right? and it didn't. I mean, it worked for a quarter and a half. Right. And... If you're Jimmy, right, you're just wanting to have better stats in the Super Bowl than Trent Dilfer. And then has got a ring. He's got a ring, and I'd rather have the ring than the he's stats. He's got a ring, and he's got a great job. Yep. There you go. He's got a great job. All right, so let's let's get back into the markets. We had a little bit of fun here with the NFL and, and with the Super Bowl coming up. But Ian, I want to start with you. Uh, you've written some some great uh, updates uh, that you get emailed to our, to our clients. Uh, so we really appreciate you doing that. And one of the recent ones you talked about Phase One of the trade deal uh, that was recently signed. Um, and I want to get your, your thought, context on focusing on price rather than the headlines and what that means for what, how you do your job and what that means for our, uh, for our clients. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I think Dave really did a great job of summing up the headlines that we've seen over uh, the past year or so in regards to tariffs or 
trade wars, elections, uh, I mean, even going back to 2017 with Brexit. Um, and for us, it, it continues to not be a part of our process. I know it can be incredibly difficult to get those out of your mind. It's difficult, uh, you know, to watch the news and not be scared about the economy or uh, really whatever the latest thing they want to come up with is. But, uh, you know, particularly re in regards to the trade deal, just got signed about a month ago, December 15th. Um, and I say this somewhat sarcastically, but also somewhat seriously. It's not like on December 15th, I woke up and texted Dave and said, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. We finally have the all clear to go out and buy stocks. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's That's just not how our brains really work here at Adaptive um, with our process. So um, we, obviously clients know we've been um, heavily uh, aggressive in stocks well before any trade deal news. Yeah. Um, End of October, end of October, and yeah, even your your update in November, early November, which Dave you Dave's out video, in, yeah, in, in, mm -hmm. in your presentation just recently, and etc. So, so Dave, speaking of you, uh, recent podcast, the Weekly Trend, which goes out there to uh, special for our clients. There's one for the broader public as well. Um, you guys discuss treasuries and interest rates. Uh, for those that didn't get a chance to to listen, or maybe a little bit uh, trying to catch up on the news uh, news cycle. Uh, fill them in what's going on with rates uh, from, from your perspective. Sure. Uh, most most people, uh, when they consume news or they hear about rates, they think about the Fed and, you know, what are, is the Fed going to raise or lower interest rates? Um, I actually come from the school belief that bond markets dictate interest rates and the Fed just responds to that. Mm -hmm. And so something we've been keeping our eye on since August of last year, August of 2019, is we've seen... Um, bonds slowly compress lower and what I mean by that is the range in price continues to narrow uh, very similar to a spring and what we know is that from compression comes expansion and so we know a bigger move is coming and and likely it's not a guarantee but uh, it sure seems to be setting up that way and directionally we don't know which direction we just know that bond prices impact rates so mm -hmm. Bond prices up, rates down. Bond prices down, rates up. And so directionally, whatever this uh, potential larger move in bonds is will have an impact on interest rates. Again, we don't know uh, for sure which direction. I mean, there's certain things evidence-wise that's building up, but I can let Ian talk about that. But I'd, it's something we, interest rates impact a lot of different things, and so it's something we're keeping an eye on. Certainly. Ian, let's build on that a little bit. Um, talk about how the interest rate environment can affect uh, other asset classes. Uh, for sure, as they've said, uh, interest rates definitely have a ripple effect across other asset classes, uh, particularly particularly in equities. Uh, you would see sectors like utilities and real estate, uh, what investors call bond proxy sectors. Um, you would see those start to outperform, which we are. Uh, other inflationary type trades. Um, would get 
hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, would be a headwind for stocks like banks, things like that. Uh, so that's what we would be paying attention to. Obviously, long treasuries. Uh, the further out, the more exposure you're going to have towards those interest rate moves. Um, so that's things we'd be looking at. Mm-hmm. So, Dave, you brought up a lot of things uh, in the earlier slides about headlines, financial news headlines. 2019, when, when, when you take a look back, it just kind of gives you a chuckle, right? Everyone's calling for recession, which would have been the first time a recession's been called by the financial media or even the general public. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, but let's talk about there. There are some things in the news now, right? You have you know the impeachment that's kind of floating around there on, on Capitol Hill. You've got uh, the virus in China. Uh, you have. Uh, let's think of some other things. Iran. Iran. Uh, the trade deal, which you kind of talked about earlier, mm-hmm. and election. Um, yep, the election coming up in twenty twenty. Want to come back to that one, so don't get too far ahead of okay. me here. Gotcha. Um, but. You know, talk about those headlines and insights you can provide regarding, you know, it relates to risk in the market and kind of what you're paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> well, obviously, 2020 being election year, we're going to have plenty of news uh, to navigate um, as consumers, right? And that we just need to remember that's what we're doing is consuming news and media outlets have a different job than we do. Right. Uh, our job is to work in the best interest of our clients. Their job is to sell razors and cars with their commercials. And so there will always be plenty of news items to cover. And we're just going to stay disciplined to price. Because price, in the end, is going to show directionally um, as it unfolds, right? Every day that unfolds, there's new data that comes in, new prices that come in. And if there's a problem, for example, with impeachment, let's say the Senate decides there's a criminal offense and they're going to impeach the president, um... We'll, if that is a negative to the market, we'll start. We'll see it in the market, um, and it won't just be a one-day move. Now, it could also. We're also open-minded, and if if they impeach the president, the market could go higher. So it's it's not like we're locked into one type of thinking. It's you know strong opinions loosely held, and I, Ian always says it well that the market likes to climb a wall of worry, and so there's plenty of worries out there. I would say that we get worried when there is no worry. So, like, when we don't see, like, nervous mm-hmm. headlines, that's when we sit up. Yeah, I like to see people nervous. Right, yeah. I think we still are, for yep. the most part. Right. So, heading into 2020, you talked about the election year. Um, give us a couple of things you're, you know, you're excited about, you're kind of bullish on, maybe, like, plus-plus on. And then also give us some things you're like, you know, I got to get, I got my eye on this thing. I got my monocle on. You know, just keeping a Like Mr. Peanut. Yeah, like Mr. Yeah, Peanut. Yeah. now apparently he passed away. Passed away, 104 years old. Yeah, unbelievable. Shocking, Mr. Peanut. Um, my plus plus would be uh, top two would probably be the participation, not the outperformance, but the participation from foreign stocks. I've been waiting around a long time uh, to see those markets move higher. And I'd say the fact that here domestically, this, the best sectors that we need to see outperform, uh, specifically tech and healthcare, those really types of growth sectors uh, continue to lead the market. So uh, there's, those are two big tailwinds, I would say, for stocks both here in the U.S. and around the globe. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Ian. Anything, Dave, you want to add? 
Uh, I can't remember if you were asking for pluses and minuses. Correct, both. Uh, so since Either he did or. a good job covering the pluses, I would say some things that we're looking at, because we don't just bury our head in the sand, um, we take a weight of evidence approach. So one thing that's interesting to see what's going on with Boeing stock, um, it's breaking down below important levels, and it's the largest component of the Dow. So it'd be very similar to someone observing uh, Christian Yelich get hurt on the team and on the Brewers and not know exactly what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, it's not necessarily a good thing when your best player on the team is uh, hurt or out of the game. And so if Boeing is going to get sold off, um, that doesn't mean the market can't rise. It's just something we look at that uh, could be a red flag. Uh, the other thing would be negative-wise is the amount of injecting that the Federal Reserve is doing. Yeah, um, we don't, market, yeah. you know, I, I, I almost hate bringing up the Fed because everybody focuses on the Fed so much. But if you've got a market rising like, like it is and you have uh, the Fed over on the side, then they are doing a lot of repo operation, you know, um, repo injections as if there's financial distress. So the market is not showing financial distress and the Federal Reserve is kind of acting like there is. So it's a little bit interesting to see that dynamic. Mm -hmm. Again, price is going to dictate our moves. And so... You know, if the market starts to show that a major correction is underway, we'll take action. However, there's a difference between a correction and a pullback. You know, uh, like, for example, a pullback of 5% would just take us back to the 50-day moving average or the prior 50 days of information. A 10% pullback would only take us back to the breakout from October, around 3,000 S&P 500. So markets have normal pullbacks throughout a year all the time. So... Three, four, five, eight percent pullback would be perfectly normal, perfectly healthy. Doesn't have to be the beginning of a major correction, um, and we'll just take the data as it comes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the data, and this is kind of a bonus question uh, that we can do now because we have a little bit more time uh, than the uh, the live events. Uh, but I'm just curious. You guys have had uh, you know a lot of experience. You've seen a lot of data. You've seen a lot of things. Is there something about this environment that reminds you of an, another previous environment? Not that it has to be an exact mirror to mirror, but you're like, hey, you know what? This this feels a little bit like. I'll let I'll let Ian go first because I know we've talked about this on the podcast a little bit. I would say more recently, a 2013 or a 2017 type of environment. Uh, pretty slow, steady grind, not a lot of volatility. I um, think it goes back to something that Dave likes to harp on in that from hard markets come easy markets. It's been a rough uh, 18 to 22 months for trend followers, and it seems that we're on the beginning of a new trend. And if you're someone who kind of follows these uh, this pattern that we've seen over the last decade or so of two year, you know, strong rally followed by two years of consolidation and then a two year strong rally. Another two years of consolidation we saw in 2018 and 2019. And um, so in theory, um, as the pattern was potentially suggest, um, another 24 months or so, 18 to 24 months of a pretty strong uptrend in stocks. Right, and which many people don't believe at this point would be yeah. possible. Um, but like you but said, it's very healthy. Right, 
<laughs> well, and we moved, like you said, 21 months from February 2018 through October 2019 was sideways. Yeah. Market had 0% return and nothing but Hartford in between. And so that was a sideways market. Um, and the way we learned it is the, the longer the base, the higher the space. And um, I would say uh, we've talked about different different bull markets such as 03 to 08. The way those environments went down is you did see international performance. Mm -hmm. And energy and commodities and, energies and, and gold. commodities and gold. That's one environment. Another environment would be like 95 to 2000. That was tech and that was not... Which is more now. Right, and that was not... Um, commodities during that period of time mm -hmm. so you did have different characteristics we're <laughs> starting to see right now a return of two what would seem like unrelated sectors doing very well tech and utilities tech and utilities similar to the beginning of last year right. investors kind of playing on both ends of the spectrum of i like the growth because rates are low and i like utilities because rates are low right exactly and i can you talk about that beach ball there was a really good beach ball analogy. So, um, one analogy that we throw around sometimes is kind of the beach ball in the pool. And if you have a peach beach ball in a body of water, um, and maybe you push it down a couple inches below the surface and let it go, and it pops up a little bit, and you do it again, and maybe you push it down a foot, and, and you let it go, and it pops up a little higher, and... You know, next thing you take it down four feet and you let it go and that thing really comes shooting out of the water. And that's how we really view these types of sideways consolidations. Um, yeah, 2018 and 2019, those middle, that middle period yeah. was all, that was shoving that beach ball underneath the water. There was a lot of uh, pressure. And we didn't know that it would be breaking out above the water until the end of October, but it did. But we were there, we were prepared. And so the um, energy is there. The energy's there, it's carried us higher. Um, people will tell you, you'll see headlines about this market being parabolic. It is not parabolic. Parabolic was January 2018. Yeah, I'd say that January was, 2018 right. was the blow-off top. Right, that was a blow-off top in January 2018. So, as far as different market environments, um, as Ian said, it, it, the utilities and tech uh, seems to be a continuation of a theme from last year, 2019. If we did see foreign equities and commodities participate and maybe even if they led it'd be more like an 03 to 08 um but it can have its own characteristics too yeah mm -hmm. you know yeah we the nice know. thing is right you easy adaptive system to just look at the data look at the price yeah. and yeah there'd be some similarities but it's going to also have its own unique features and you know you guys will help navigate the system accordingly so appreciate doing that appreciate you guys taking some time to, to answer some Absolutely. questions for everybody i know people can hear more from you on the weekly trend which is a podcast that comes out every week uh they can hear from from your team dave and ian um a couple times a month with a report that comes out and then quarterly when we do uh, a live event and then also the the video that comes after that so thanks for all you guys are doing for our clients and then also for uh, you know educating people on on the markets Perfect. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you. Take Anna. care. Thank you, Paul.